We welcome all of you to our video worship service as we celebrate the seventh Sunday of Easter. And today, in our worship service, we will also be celebrating our National Memorial Day. And again, it is my prayer that uh, very soon God will allow us to meet together corporately face to face. And until then, the peace of the Lord be with you always.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I will make music. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness endures to all generations. Lord, you teach us to be sober-minded, to be watchful, and to resist the devil firm in faith. You give us the gift of listening to our cries as we confess our sins. And you promise abundant forgiveness. So we come to you today in repentance and sorrow for our sins. We confess to you our wavering trust in your promises, especially in times of difficulty and suffering. We confess to you all of the ways in which we have participated in evil in thought, word, and deed. We confess to you the many ways in which we have acted divisively in our families and in our church. Jesus is glorified when a sinner repents and when a lost sheep is found. Jesus gave his life on the cross and was raised from death so that sinners such as you and I may be forgiven, restored, and set on a new path of righteousness. In the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above all heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth, whom you promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for this seventh Sunday of Easter is from the book of Acts, chapter 1. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called the Mount of Olives. It is near Jerusalem, about a half a mile away. When they came into the city, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, went to the second-story room where they were staying. The apostles had a single purpose as they devoted themselves to prayer. They were joined by some women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and they were joined by his brothers. At a time when about 120 disciples had gathered together, Peter got up and spoke to them. He said, Brothers, what the Holy Spirit predicted through David in Scripture about Judas had to come true. Judas led the men to arrest Jesus. He had been one of us and had been given an active role in this ministry. With the money he received from the wrong he had done, he bought a piece of land where he fell headfirst to his death. His body split open and all his internal organs came out. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows about this. They even called the piece of land a keldama, which means field of blood in their dialect. You've read in Psalms, let his home be deserted and let no one live there. And... Let someone else take his position. 
Therefore, someone must be added to our number to serve with us as a witness that Jesus came back to life. He must be one of the men who accompanied Jesus with us the entire time that the Lord Jesus was among us. This person must have been with us from the time that John was baptizing people to the day that Jesus was taken from us. The disciples determined that two men were qualified. These men were Joseph, who was called Barsabas and also was known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's thoughts. Show us which of these two you have chosen. Show us who is to take the place of Judas as an apostle, since Judas abandoned his position to go to the place where he belongs. They drew names to choose an apostle. Matthias was chosen and joined the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from St. Peter's first letter, beginning at chapter 4. Dear friends, do not be surprised by the fiery troubles that are coming in order to test you. Don't feel as though something strange is happening to you, but be happy as you share Christ's sufferings. Then you will also be full of joy when he appears again in his glory. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory, the spirit of God is resting on you. If you suffer, you shouldn't suffer for being a murderer, thief, criminal, or troublemaker. If you suffer for being a Christian, don't feel ashamed, but praise God for being called that name. The time has come for the judgment to begin, and it will begin with God's family. If it starts with us, what will be the end for those who refuse to obey the good news of God? If it's hard for the person who has God's approval to be saved, what will happen to the godless sinner? Those who suffer because that is God's will for them must entrust themselves to a faithful creator and continue to do what is good. Be humbled by God's power so that when the right time comes, he will honor you. Turn all your anxiety over to God because he cares for you. Keep your mind clear and alert. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion as he looks for someone to devour. Be firm in the faith and resist him, knowing that other believers throughout the world are going through the same kind of suffering. God, who shows you his kindness and who has called you through Jesus Christ to his eternal glory, will restore you, strengthen you, make you strong, and support you as you suffer for a little while. Power belongs to him forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. And the gospel for this day is from John chapter 17. After saying this, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the time is here. Give your son glory so that your son can give you glory. After all, you've given him authority over all humanity so that he can give eternal life to all those you gave to him. This is eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. On earth I have given you glory by finishing the work you gave me to do. 
Now, Father, give me glory in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. I made your name known to the people you gave me. They are from this world. They belonged to you, and you gave them to me. They did what you told them. Now they know that everything you gave me comes from you, because I gave them the message that you gave me. They have accepted this message, and they know for sure that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you gave me, because they are yours. Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine. I have been given glory by the people you have given me. I won't be in the world much longer, but they are in the world, and I'm coming back to you. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name that you gave me, so that their unity may be like ours. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message as we celebrate this weekend Memorial Day is recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 5, verses 6, 7, and 8. Look at it this way. At the right time, while we were still helpless, Christ died for ungodly people. Finding someone who would die for a godly person is rare. Maybe someone would have the courage to die for a good person. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. This demonstrates God's love for us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, dear friends. No one really knows exactly where or when Memorial Day was first celebrated. According to tradition, Memorial Day originated during the Civil War when some southern women, known as the wives and sisters of the Confederacy, chose May 30th to decorate the graves of the war dead, both Union and Confederate. But actually it was in the year 1868, a man by the name of Major John Logan, a Union Army veteran, named May 30th as a special day for honoring the graves of the war dead. So what does Memorial Day mean to you? Today, of course, we call it the Memorial Day weekend, and we don't even always celebrate it on May 30th. Does it mean perhaps a day traveling to see family and friends, to eat and to drink and to enjoy the sunshine, if indeed the sun does shine on Memorial Day weekend, or you enjoy a day off of work? Memorial Day is really meant as a day to jog our memories lest we forget the past and the great price that was paid to maintain and secure freedom. As we remember the past, as we are reminded in our Memorial Day celebration, that that day was a day made by men but it was also a day impossible without God. Memorial Day is a day made by men. Now, I'm not thinking about any specific, specific man who designated May 30th somewhere. What I mean is that we would not be observing a Memorial Day had it not been for the sins of men. Without sin, there would have been no Hitler. Without sin, there would have been no mass murdering of humanity. There would have been no Korea, no Vietnam, no Iraq, no Afghanistan. Without sin, there would be no greed and lust for power, no fascism, no terrorism, no communism, 
There would be no need for an infantry, for an army, a navy, an air force, marines, coast guard, or space force. And so Memorial Day is a time to remember our sins. Memorial Day should be a day of repentance, remembering that the very same sins that filled the hearts of our national enemies are also in our hearts, and that it is purely by, by the grace of God that we have been planted here on American soil and implanted with faith in Jesus Christ. So that, God be praised, we could fight on the side of righteousness. It's a day for us to fall down on our knees pleading to God for forgiveness for our sins of the past and then to thank Him for His protection and preservation right up to day, even in spite of them. Memorial Day is a day to remember our sins, but it's also a day that was made possible because of the dedication of men and women to the cause. St. Paul puts it this way, he says, Finding someone who would die for a godly person is rare. Maybe someone would have the courage to die for a good per person. St. Paul says that men and women are not usually ready to give up, give up their lives for just anything. But if the cause is worthy enough, they may become ready to sacrifice. During the United States' involvement in the wars of past history, freedom was threatened, and on occasion, our country was physically in danger. And so men and women put on uniform and helmets, and they marched, and they sacrificed. To sacrifice means to give up something that's very near and dear to you. The men and women who went to fight for our country in the past gave up family and friends and the security of home, familiar surroundings, some of them their jobs, and then many of them even sacrificed their dearest possession. They gave up their own lives. And so flags now wave in Arlington National Cemetery in memory of the sacrifice that was paid. And we had all better remember, lest we forget the unknown soldier, the price that it took to preserve our freedom and to rescue the world from mass murders and slavery and prison camps and to preserve our freedoms of speech and the press and the freedom of religion, and the right to assemble peaceably. And yet, it is a fact that the outcome of history is not determined by humankind alone, but by God. And that's why Memorial Day would not be possible without God. 
the fact that we have anything to remember and to be thankful for today is attributed to our gracious God. Without God's protection, through the wars of American history, we would not be able to raise the stars and stripes or to hail the red, white, and blue. Because all you have to do is take a look into history books to see that major battles of the history of the world could have gone either way. God's hand always intervened. You see, God controls all of history for his purpose. God says in his word, By me kings reign and princes decree justice. By me princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Jesus even had one time had to tell a, the powerful Roman governor, you could have no power at all except it be given to you from above. And because of God's control of all of history, even wars have resulted in blessings. When the United States was attacked by the bombing of Pearl Harbor by the Japanese on December 7, 1941, one seminary professor was known to have said, perhaps God wants us to do mission work in Japan. We know that through the Vietnamese War and after it ended, there were Vietnamese refugees who came to the United States and learned about Jesus Christ. The tr same is true for the Kareni, the Hmong. There are blessings to be thankful for on Memorial Day that would be impossible without God. And yet, most of all, for us Christians, Memorial Day can be filled with a very special meaning because we know the meaning of real peace and true freedom given to us by God. And all of our earthly freedom is of no value without spiritual freedom. The broken chains and gates of prison camps, the broken shackles of communism, all mean very little if we remain in bondage to sin and destined for eternal death in hell. St. Paul reminds us this morning that some people might be moved to give up their lives for a good cause. If the cause is worthy enough, men might be moved even to sacrifice their own lives. But nobody would be willing to consider giving up his life for an unworthy cause. This past week, once again, we heard of another mass murder, a mass shooting down in Texas in a shopping mall. And they caught the shooter Anybody willing to step in the place of the, the shooter and say, I'll go to prison for him? You don't even have to say your answer out loud because inside we're all saying, not me, not I, no way. Why should I go off to prison or some other punishment so that a murderer could go free? 
We see convicted murderers as undesirables with no worth at all. Years and years ago, as one of the requisites for graduating from the seminary, our class had to tour a maximum security prison, thinking that perhaps someday some of us might be called upon to be chaplains in prisons. And I'll tell you, that tour was not a fun experience as you walked halls with known convicts, perhaps some even murderers, and you looked at them and they weren't wearing any belts and they didn't have any shoelaces and you know why. It's been a while since we executed capital punishment in our United States, but it has been done in the past, most recently by lethal injection. Any of you ever willing to step into a maximum security prison and say, Warden, anybody on death row, let me take their place. I'll take the lethal injection so that they can go free. Jesus volunteered. Jesus did. He died for you and me, the convicted criminals of sin. The hymn writer says, Was it for crimes that I had done he groaned upon the tree? Jesus gave his life so that we might go free from the prison of hell. Jesus died for lazy churchgoers, for mouths prone to profanity, for eyes bent on lust, for ears bent on filth, for hearts clogged with self-interest and no room for God, and feet that like to tread in dark places. Just try to conceive, if you possibly can, the love that was in God's heart that moved him to give up his life for his enemies. Because of that sacrifice, we have true peace and true freedom. And that peace and that freedom is better than anything that the Declaration of the Independence, the Bill of Rights, or any Geneva Convention can propose. We have peace with God knowing that his anger for our sin is ended. We have freedom from slavery and from the punishment of hell. God's victory puts an end to all hostility between God and mankind. So, let Memorial Day be a day of flag-raising and flag-placing to remind us of freedoms preserved. Let it be a time to stand in thoughtful thankfulness in honor to the heroes who sacrificed and for the protection of the lives of those who lived to return. Let Memorial Day be a day of prayer to ask God for continued protection for our land and for the courage to stand against those who would jeopardize our freedoms. And let Memorial Day be a day of telling. Telling our children 
of illustrious men and women like Betsy Ross and George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, telling our children of leaders and of our nation and of the gallant deeds performed by people on land and on sea and in the air and the love for freedom that moved people to sacrifice. Let Memorial Day also be a day of prayer, thanking God for our president and our representatives and asking him that they be men and women of honor and integrity. But most of all, let it be a day to recall the freedom won for us by our gracious God, who also sent his son to be a soldier to do battle with the devil and won. And then, let us pledge our allegiance and make our declaration of dependence on our divine Savior and pledge and vow to preserve his name among our family and friends and congregation and nation so that God's blessings might continue to rest on us all. And God grant that for Jesus' sake. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. On this day, set aside to honor those who have died in the service of our great country, O oh God, we thank you for giving us such patriotic citizens and a country that chooses to remember them. Also today, we thank you for the saints who have gone before us in your service and have preserved for us the rich heritage of your gospel. We remember the blessings you gave to them and to us through them. Praise to you, O Savior, in your eternal glory. Amen. Almighty Lord, we know that you rule all things for the good of your people. In your wisdom, you have established earthly governments, putting human beings in positions of awesome power and responsibility. Help us to honor them as your representatives. 
in this time of national uncertainty, guide our president, legislators, and police officers who have been charged by you to keep us safe. Lord, through your word, turn their hearts to you. Cause them to seek your counsel as they carry out their difficult tasks. Give them wisdom, courage, and unity. Let their efforts bring peace so that we may share your word with all people. Hear our prayer, O Lord, King over all the earth. Let our cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from us when we are in distress. In the name of our Savior Jesus, amen. Rejoicing in the resurrection of Jesus, let us pray for the needs of the church and the world, for the church in this place and throughout the world, for Christians suffering persecution at the hands of unjust governments, for any among us who are experiencing fiery trials, for all Christians, that we may seek the oneness for which our Lord prayed. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. For our nation's president, our state's governor, and for our local elected officials, may they uphold justice and goodness and wield their power in responsible ways. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. For those who serve in the armed forces and are far away from home and family, may they lean on your promise never to leave them nor forsake them. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. For those who are poor, unemployed, or struggling every day just to make ends meet, use us as your servants to help them, and by your Holy Spirit grant them hope and perseverance. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. For all those who mourn, may they put their hope in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, and then the joyful expectation of eternal life with those they love so that their loneliness may be overcome by your presence and grace. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. For those who are sick, facing surgery, convalescing, and for the dying, may they find in the scriptures all the stories of rescue and deliverance in the midst of trouble, and put their hope and trust in you, who whether there is healing or death, will not leave them nor forsake them. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. For all who travel for business or pleasure, that they may arrive safely at their intended destinations. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. For ourselves, as you promise in the scriptures, restore us, confirm us, strengthen us, and establish us firm in faith. Risen Lord, hear us in your abundant mercy. To you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we entrust our prayers, relying on your promise that you hear us for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We join together in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
be sober-minded, be watchful, resist the devil, firm in faith, take heart. The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. me.